Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Italian for four, there it is, summed up perfectly. Good afternoon, good evening everybody. Dov is back again, and this time uh, we're going to talk about AC Milan. And to help me talk about AC Milan, I've got Rosella Marai Rico, who's a, a journalist, a social media extraordinaire. She's from South Africa, um, and you've probably all seen her on Twitter tweeting about Milan, which she does semi-regularly. Rosella, how are you? <laughs> Thank you, Dov. I'm well, and yourself? Yeah, good, good. I'm excited about the new season, and I'm excited to talk about Milan because it's been quite the summer <laughs> it looked like it was going to be yeah it's going to look like it was going to be another here we go again another takeover a new era it's like start of the next job whatever but it's actually seemed to be all right so I want to get your thoughts first on what you were thinking at the start of the summer with the uh, Mr. Lee's sale or not paying the debt and things like that and where was your head at at that time honestly I was like oh no not again it's you know Milan endless drama all the time with the young Hong Lee um he really seemed to hang on to Milan until the last (laughs) second (laughs) he just was like a bulldog with a bone and didn't want to give up even though we knew that you know his time was over um when the rumors of the Ricketts family and the Rocco Comiso coming came about him fans you know got semi excited and they looked like there was potential to get rid of the chinese and and you know start to turn over a new page it it was obviously chaotic for the fans that the, the, <laughs> they were in europe europa league then they weren't in europa league well, i didn't even think about that i totally forgot about that so yeah they were out of europe for a point as well and then they're back in again so obviously it's been a little bit crazy um but i think it, this Elliot's takeover has been a blessing in disguise um, despite it being ho- uh, owned by a hedge fund, I don't know how many top European clubs have been owned by, <laughs> well, currently owned by hedge funds. Probably not many. 
Um, but Ilya, it seems to, the project seems to be really thought out um, through and through, and it seems to be really pro- promising so far. Well, I, th- I think the thing about Elliot is, which I, I think this is probably the biggest positive, is because they're a hedge fund, at the end of the day, they just want to make money. That's that's the, that's their aim. They don't want to win the Champions League or win the Coppa Italia or sign Lionel Messi. They just want to make money. That's their end goal. So, But they realise to make money, they have to have some kind of on-the-pitch success. Otherwise, you don't make any money in football, essentially. And Absolutely. And, and that's their point. And it seems like they're kind of doing everything right by, I think, the biggest appointment, or probably the, the one that's had the biggest impact since they took over, is the return of Leonardo, former Inter coach Leonardo, who everybody was going crazy about him coming back. Like, how could he come back? He's managed Inter, he betrayed the club. However, he's done not bad. No, he definitely hasn't. To be honest, uh, you know, the little Milan fans, I mean, I say little. <laughs> um, I was a little bit hesitant at first um, to see Leonardo come back, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the Milan fans were. But he, um, he obviously left Milan for Inter, and then subsequently didn't really do right by Carlo Ancelotti at PSG because we've seen Carlo Ancelotti write about it. So he kind of left a little bit of a tainted impression um, on me and probably a lot of the fans too. However, there's no doubting his his work ethic and what he does. He is phenomenal at what he does. And after arriving at the club, he pulled off an incredible swap deal with um, Bonucci and Caldara and then brought in Higuain to the club. So he's really worked his way up into earning the forgiveness from the Milan fans. And um, obviously with the obviously him also bringing in Maldini, it seems to things seem to be going very, very well. And he's really really has taken the bull by the horns and asserted himself in the in the transfer window and as a club director. And I think the fans have pretty much forgiven him at this stage of, <laughs> of the wait, transfer window. Wait, wait till October, right? Wait till October and everything goes exactly. pear-shaped and then it'll be all Leonardo's <laughs> fault. Um, you mentioned Maldini as well. Um, he's obviously not been involved in the club since he was a player. Uh, and, and again, that's another one that kind of ended on a semi-sour note with him obviously having a bit of a... Uh, tit for tat with the ultras at the end of his last home match um, and, and kind of not coming back to Milan for obviously reasons that he didn't think that he was welcome some people that used to be in the Milan's hierarchy didn't particularly like him so what's, what's kind of your thoughts on that in terms of him coming back into the club as well well you know besides the, the little rift with the ultras that he had um since he retired, the fans have, uh, the majority of the fans, let's put it this way, have been waiting for him to to return to the club in one way or another. Mal- I think Maldini always knew at the back of his mind that he would one day return, um, but was but always remained, you know, kind of true to his values and his thought processes, and said he would only return if he understood the role and if the project was a very clear and a, a project that could, you know, be long term and beneficial to the club. He wasn't going to come in as a face and kind of be the shadow or the, you know, kind of ghost away the, the potential problems that, that were happening underneath. Um, so I, I think his return speaks volume for what Elliot, um, you know, the, with them having come in, what, it, what they have done for the club and the project that they have put in place. Maldini knows that it's not going to be a one-year situation like Yong Hong Lee was last year. <laughs> <laughs> there genuinely seems to be a sense of hope around the club and the fact that he's here as a, as a massive figure is you can see there's a shift in the dynamic of the club already and there's an air of positivity 
Yeah, well, that, that's really the thing. It's 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 been like the like, Milan fans have kind of went through like a roller coaster of emotions of like disaster to kicked out of the Europa League to there is a real air of kind of op- optimism and positivity about the club about what they can do as well, um, and I think with Leonardo and Maldini to an extent, the the kind of thing that's led that has been the transfer window, which is for me been phenomenal you mentioned already the Higuain Caldara Bonucci stuff um, the just saying Bakayoko as well from Chelsea who's coming in the midfield and the, the and Gigi Donnarumma pretty much looks like he's staying unless something crazy happens in the next week or so um, so that all looks good so let, let's start with the uh, Higuain Caldara Bonucci thing right were you sad to see Bonucci leave first off to be honest, not really. I, Bonucci, I know, he kind was of... the captain, he had the grinta, he scored against Juve, did his little twirly thing. <laughs> what else could you want in a player? He, you know, he came in, he was hungrier than ever when he mm. arrived. He, he said all the right things to win over the team. And he actually, when he arrived, he was probably the first port of call for hope, that first flag that rose where, where, Milan, where the Milan fans were allowed to start believing again. And I think his his arrival last year did signify um, signify a change in the club. Um, but obviously, with under ownership, things weren't great. He he knew it as well. Um, there's already reports that said he wanted to leave in January already. <laughs> we always knew that he wasn't going to really leave Italy um, because of his the, the, his son, and hopefully his son will fully recover and is stronger than ever. Um, but he. he he wasn't there long enough to really become, you know, be classified as winning the hearts over. Yes, he, he did really well last year and he, he was that first symbol of hope. But whether, whether or not he'll be, you know, a lot of the fans have been missed, I don't, I don't think so. Particularly along the lines of having Caldara come in because we kind of, gained, he, it benefited. His exit benefited Milan with the likes of uh, Higuain and Caldara both coming in. Mm. Milan's future defence in the next 10 years now is, is basically secured with Romagnoli and Caldara in there together. And we've got a proven goal scorer. So I think, you know, <laughs> Bonucci... <laughs> how, did, how did he pull it off? Because it's not often you see Juventus get the bad end of a deal. And I think they've got a bad, the real bad end of that deal. Absolutely. I mean, that, again, this boils down to Leonardo. He is slick at what he does. He is very, very slick. And I think he saw an opportunity where Bonucci really wanted to leave. Juventus really wanted someone like Bonucci back because they are, they are gunning for the Champions League. And they know that they can only do that with the experience Bonucci provides them, the ball playing that he gives from the back. Whereas Kadara will still need time to settle in. Obviously, Benasha will probably have been first choice. Um, but you've got a better chance of winning the Champions League with Bonucci than you do with the likes of, you know, Caldara there or Rugani in there. And obviously... With Benasha, you know, he would have probably been first choice ahead of Caldara. However, Benasha has proven that he um, can be a little bit of a hothead at times. He gives away penalties in the last minute, like we saw against Real Madrid. Um, and he ends up also getting a little bit suspended, for unnecessarily suspended at times. So Leonardo saw the opportunity of Bonucci wanting to leave and Juventus wanting Bonucci. And I think he just pounced on it and made sure he just got the better end of the deal and Kudos to him. Well, yeah, exactly. It was, uh, it was 
brilliant at the end of the day. And obviously Higuain coming in, I think that for me this is massive. They got rid of Kalinic, which... God knows, Leonardo deserves a medal for that. I think I think more more than Caldara Borussia for getting rid of Kalinic, not to, and not to any other team, to Atletico Madrid as well, and bringing in Gonzalo Higuain. Which, watching Milan last season, the thing that they missed the most was a goal scorer. They, I think the only player that got into double figures was um, Cotrone, and he only got ten. So absolutely, Gonzalo Higuain coming in is going to be the kind of the final game change yeah uh, yeah in an attacking sense I think definitely as well and then the, the last one we kind of mentioned was Donnarumma who now has competition from Pepe Reina so I mean it looked like he was going to leave after everything last summer and possibly um, with Milan getting the Champions League as well it looked like he was going to be on the off in the summer but he's not left either what on earth is what's happening it's ridiculous you know- it is. It's it's very, very strange. A lot of fans were obviously expecting the many transfer rumours to happen about Donnarumma again. I think the reason why they, those rumours haven't really surfaced is because the minute Mirabelli left, those rumours kind of died down. There's been no talk of his exit. And I think that is largely because last year Mino Raiola was, was turning this, the pot a little bit because we all know that Raiola and Mirabelli did not get along at all. Um, so with Mirabelli now out... I think Rayol is a little bit more at peace um, and he's let Donnarumma obviously um, continue his time with Milan. And I think it's also because um, Donnarumma didn't really perform as well last season. Mm. You know, they were, he we saw him, you and I both witnessed at the Stadio <laughs> Olimpico, <laughs> you know, um, when Donnarumma let in those two guffs against um Juventus in the Coppa Italia final. He, so he's still very prone to silly errors mm. and he needs time to, still needs time to develop. He's not, he's, way, he's still got years ahead of him where um, he can progress and mature. And I think Milan is the perfect place for him to, to do that and they will, they'll be patient with him. And I think he's realized that, whereas if he went to PSG, they, wouldn't, they would have demanded, you know, having paid 60 million for him or whatever they were going to pay for him. They would have demanded instant results and, and you know, excellent performances. And we've seen that he's still not 100% there. Um, so it's, it's the right time. And I think he's realized it's time to just sit down and, you know, give his career that, that time to just progress with Milan and develop. And obviously with Pepperina being there, he's, he's kind of got... The Absolutely, per- the experience. Yeah, yeah, to, to kind of help him along as well. I think the other good thing, I don't think Pepe Reina will be at Milan to sit on the bench. He's getting paid three million euros a year. I don't think you pay somebody that much just to sit there and do nothing. So he's obviously going to be also pushing him and kind of giving him some of that experience. Absolutely, well. the competition will be very healthy between the two of them. And, you know, Donnarumma didn't really have it last year. He had his brother there, <laughs> who a comfort zone. And, you know, um, Storari, who was injured half the season anyway. Mm. So it's really, Peperena coming in is a great thing. And they will definitely, like, go toe-to-toe in terms of competition. And I think that will be great for Donnarumma's development. And, again, he also provides a good experience for him. So, mm. yeah. And how do you see the midfield then? Because that's kind of, it looks like Milan have kind of focused on the two opposite ends of the pitch and then I've kind of recently started to look at midfield obviously you've got the Bilia who's, who came in last year with Kessier Bakayoko's coming in, come in from, from Chelsea Halilovic who had the tag wonder kid hasn't really fulfilled that there's talk of Milinkovic-Savic which I think 
possibly could be a bit too expensive. I mean, how how do you see the midfield operating? There's also Bonaventura, who nobody really talks about too much as well. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting, obviously, with the likes of Bakayoko um, just about completing his deal as we speak. He'll come in as a great backup to be, uh, to Casey, I think. Is that how but, you think they'll play that? They'll have him and Casey rotating, or do you think they'll play them together? Well, I think I think they'll be both because you know we we know Bakayoko is definitely that Gattuso type Grinta style player that that Gattuso loves, and I think Bakayoko will thrive under him just as long as he manages to to get that regain that form that he showed at Monaco. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of sometimes, depending obviously on the on the team, the opposition that they're facing, you might have Kessie just as one man. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In the middle there, um, where he's more takes on the defensive role and breaking up the play, but obviously when you're in a more facing a you know a, a team with more attacking opposition, Bakayoko could definitely come in and help help Kessie there. But Kessie, we saw last season, he was he was ran ragged. He was tired. He played a lot of he played the most games out of everyone at Milan, besides obviously Donnarumma. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of the outfielders, he played the most, and he, he needed a break. So I definitely think there'll be a lot of interchanging between him and Bakayoko, but also Bakayoko on the side, just depending on, obviously, the opposition that they play. Um, Bilia, is, is, we know Bilia as very inconsistent at times, um, but also a great mastermind. However, very injury-prone. And I think there, again, when you know, depending how he fares, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Um, but Milinkovic Savic is will be very exciting. Leonardo's already said that it's a dream, but it's a dream that's unlikely to happen. Mm. But the rumors lately have been suggesting that he could come in and he'll be an exciting talent if he does come in. Um Romagnoli is currently with him, <laughs> actually on holiday right now. So maybe <laughs> Romagnoli is the new agent. How, how do you know this, Rosella? Have you been looking at Instagram. players' Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we've already seen what Paul Pogba has been an agent um, on certain occasions for, for players. So maybe Romagnoli can do that now that he's now captain. He can start trying to convince players to come in. So it's going to be very interesting. I, I think Cotuzo will mainly go um, 
you know, with three men midfield. But it's, it's just just depending on obviously the team and the and the opposition that we face. Yeah. There you go. Right. So expectations then. Obviously, last season it was Champions League or nothing. That was the Milan's aim was Champions League for, with the financial uh, models that they had submitted to UEFA. That that's what they wanted. They didn't get it. So then, like we mentioned earlier, they were out of the Europa League, but now they're back in the Europa League, so it's all right. They're in Europe. What do you think the club expect to do this season, and what do you expect from the team? So there's two <coughs> questions in one. <laughs> I think I think Milan are expecting to again qualify for Champions League. They absolutely have to. It, it, you know, it's been a long time coming. There's been all these endless promises. Um, and the, the, the signings that they've made, obviously, over the course of the last two years, they have a squad that could potentially qualify for Champions League in fourth place. So, realistically, I think fourth place is, your, is Milan's best bet. But it's, you know, it's a consistency in that. I think if Gattuso doesn't do well, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets, you know, he gets a sack and we've, you know, Antonio Conte comes in because there's been a lot of talk mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Fourth place, realistically, I think is what Milan can do, are hoping to do, and what they can do. Um, but anything below, lower than fourth, will be very disappointing for them this so, year. So you think, say, we get to October, Milan are languishing in mid-table, Gattuso's had a few bad results. You think Elliot would not hesitate, get him out and get Conte, and given that it looked like they were maybe even going to do that earlier on in the summer. Absolutely, I definitely think so. Um, Conte's obviously still got his. He's got to um, settle his dispute with Chelsea and all those things that are going on there. Um, but I definitely think Conte is probably a backup if Gattuso um, doesn't do well. But in saying that, Gattuso has improved as a coach, and he—he's always. We've all we've all seen like when Milan played Juventus in the in the league game, not in the Coppa Italia, huh? But even in the first half of the Coppa Italia final, they, you know, they played well. They played very tactically astute and mm. and and matched Juventus and you know the big clubs at that level. It was just the final t- the final errors in defence and and up front, particularly up front, with obviously Kalinic missing a lot of those goals. Kutroni obviously too inexperienced to to knock them in. So it's just those little niggles. And if if Gattuso can sort those out, I think definitely he'll be able to qualify for four. I think one, the one, another kind of positive in terms of Caduso, Caduso, like you mentioned as well, he loves his green time, he loves his running around, just run and run and run until he can't run anymore. And that's something that all the players said that under Montella, they didn't feel like the training was difficult, but under Caduso, they felt like it was. And he's now had a pre-season with the team as well, where he can kind of get them to a physical level that he thinks is acceptable from the start of the season instead of kind of trying to do it halfway through. So I think that will also be quite beneficial to the team as well. Absolutely. Obviously, we've already seen Jalanoglu and and Kessie, the way they have actually thrived under Gattuso's leadership. Um, Jalanoglu said that uh, um, Gattuso has been the most influential coach he's ever worked alongside in his career. So it's all about getting that fitness level and understanding that philosophy that he brings. And he he needs players that, you know, fight and fight for him and fight for the game, the result of the game. And now that they, they've had a full preseason alongside each other, working together, they, they're gelling a lot more. And we'll see a lot more heart in Milan this year. 
Yeah, one of the things there's not going to be any dissent in the dressing room as well. I can't imagine any of the young guys. Well, they didn't do it last season, but I can't imagine any of them will try and stand up to Gattuso because that is a mistake in itself. Ooh, and scary. And <laughs> yeah, scary. Exactly. It's just something nobody wants to do. Um, oh, no. Right. Okay. Let's kind of just shift over for a couple of minutes to talk about the rest of the league because I, for what I'm a, last season, I wasn't too excited about Serie. I'll be honest. I've said this to all the other people I've spoken to. Um, because I just thought oh, UVA have won it again. Oh, here we go. Like we're never going to get a title race. However, this time Juventus are pretty much going to win Serie. I think everybody's more or less decided that already. But I'm a bit more excited about it this season because I think Milan have had a fantastic market, like we've discussed, the strengthened in key areas all over the park. Key areas where they needed to as well. Inter have done the same. I think Roma have been very interested. Napoli have got an improved coach, although I'm a bit unsure of them just yet. Lazio have kind of pretty much kept the same team that almost qualified for the Champions League. So you've got kind of below Juve five teams that are all really, I think, quite equal. I don't know if you agree or not. Oh, I, I, I agree, definitely. I think Inter has really, really impressed me this transfer window. We've just seen that they've announced the signing of Keita Balde. Um, they brought in Asamoah from Juventus, someone who, who offers so much diversity and versatility on the, on the left flank. Um, the fray in the back line, Nyangolan, as we see from Roma, has come in and he's, he's a great player to have, a utility player, Serie A, you know Serie A very well. Very an intertype player, actually. Um, we saw what Lautaro Martinez, a very exciting talent, will probably push Icardi a little bit more as well now, um, what he, the goal he scored against Atletico Madrid. So Inter mm. have really, really impressed me and I think it Anyone can go toe-to-toe with Juventus in the Scudetto title race will be Inter. Um, they, they're very exciting. Obviously, Napoli, um, with last year having come in second, having you know, been on top of the Serie A standings for the majority of last season, a lot of people are, are supporting them or favoring them. But with Ancelotti coming in, it's very exciting. You know, Five years ago, we would never have said Ancelotti, Napoli would have had would have attracted a coach like Ancelotti. Um, but Ancelotti's there now, and he's won major trophies everywhere he goes. So who knows? He could definitely maybe bring up a, a potential silverware to Napoli this year. Yeah, the, thing, the thing is, the thing is like, I think Napoli have improved coaching-wise. I think Ancelotti's a better coach than Sarri, and, and he's kind of proven over his career as well, everywhere he's been. But I don't know why it is. Obviously, I've only seen them in pre-season. Um, which you can't read too much into, but I've been a bit, like, a bit unsure that they'll be, that they, they won't be able to do what they did last season again, and yeah, like, unless they do something to crazy this week. It will be hard for them to definitely, like you know, convey the same performance that they did last season. Sari had that um, that attacking, fluid, very attractive style of play, and they and they bought into that philosophy. Mm. Now they've got to come in, they've got a new coach, and they have to buy into that to that Ancelotti philosophy, and it's not going to be easy mm. um, because they've been so adjusted and and well oiled with Sari, you know, that Ancelotti does come in with his own ideas, his old, very old school philosophies. And we saw that that didn't really work with the likes of Ribéry at, at, at Bayern Munich. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how that does impact, you know, how he impacts the Napoli squad. Hmm. There you go. And Roma, what do you think about them? Because they've had another one. They've obviously lost Roma. nine Galan, but they've done, I, th- I think they've, been, uh, they've done a lot of shrewd business a la Monchi. Roma, very, very interesting. Yeah. As you say, a la Monchi. 
Very, very interesting business um, with the likes of Javier Pastore coming in. Great to see him back in Serie A, obviously having been surplus to requirements at PSG, but that's because Neymar arrived and, you know, you've got Neymar, Mbappe, Cavani. There's just <laughs> too many difficult. stars. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think he will, he will do very, very well. We've seen the arrival of Justin Clivert and a very, very exciting young talent. Um, so he will, I think... Depending how much game time he gets, because obviously he's still got to adjust to the league. And but you know he's he's seen his father can relay some experience to him having played in Italy too. It's very exciting. I've got shit um, unders there, you know. So hopefully he can you know get a lot more game time now. So it's we've seen them last year. We saw them do very well in the Champions League. Mm. Defensively though, I still question Roma quite a bit because they are known that they they're very prone to letting in a lot of goals. So it's, and now they've not got Alisson to bail them out either. Exactly. Alisson is gone, so that's, you know, there again, they've, they've got to start looking at that department now and just see how they can, you know, get winning. So let's see. There you go. Right, so I'm going to assume that you think Juve are going to win the league. What's your top four? I'm going for Juve, obviously Scudetto, Inter second, Napoli third, and Milan fourth. Yeah, there you go. I thought they'd get in there eventually. Uh, right. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that lets us pretty much finished, Rosella. Uh, if you could tell the lovely people where they can find you on the social media. You can find me on Twitter uh, um, with at Rosella Marai. And there I am tweeting a lot and just a little bit about Milan. So. Just a little bit. And she's probably on Instagram as well. Yes, <laughs> I am. At Rosella Marai underscore Rico. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Well, Rosella, thank you very much. Um, and thank you. I think uh, we're going to find that Milan have a very interesting season. We'll see how it goes, though. Definitely. Thank you for having me.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.